Good morning, Booker Tov. Buenos dias. This is Shanna Fult here with the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, December 21st, 2020, which means we are doing the Sunset Series Happy Hour Talk, where I'll be hosting a member of the African Hebrew Israelite community of Israel to talk to us about how his people came to live in Jerusalem and in other cities around the Holy Land. You can find the link on my social media pages so you can join us in the Zoom, and it'll also be produced live on Facebook, so you can see it there. I am Shanna Fold, if you're looking for me on Facebook or Instagram. That's S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D. Shanna has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. Now, let's get to the news. The Israeli government is looking for another extension to keep the unity from becoming, well, not a union at all. The date has been pushed back before, and it will likely be pushed back again, as the deadline is coming Tuesday, when the clock strikes 12. This afternoon in Israel, the Knesset House Committee approved a bill to defer a new election by pushing the deadline to pass a budget from December 23rd to December 31st. The bill needs to pass three readings in order to be accepted, and the date for the budget approval would extend out to January 5th, meaning there would be a handful of days in between for revision of said budget. The unity government is comprised of the Likud party, for which Prime Minister Netanyahu is the head, and the Blue and White party, with Defense Minister Benny Gantz at the top. Both parties and their top dogs have agreed to push the deadline out, and if you are wondering why the deadline is so important, you should understand that all government-funded programs and organizations have been at a standstill without decisions being made, without money being dispersed throughout, and it has really held up the country and put a lot of people out. So it is very important that the government come up with a budget, and if not, the public will have to go out and vote again. Today is the first day that Israelis around the country are receiving a vaccination for COVID-19. Today, 10,000 health workers and some public servants received the vaccine, and citizens over 60 years as well. It's just the beginning as the country is prepared to inoculate 60,000 people per day. The next round of those to get vaccinations will be people working in high-risk jobs like teachers, social workers, first responders, prison staff, and soldiers. Then the rest of the population will start to line up for theirs as well. If you have questions about where you can find information to get your inoculation, the Jerusalem Post actually has a post giving you all the phone numbers to all of the health clinics in the country. I'm going to take a moment away from the news to ask you to support 
this show. You can send over a monthly contribution if you're enjoying this report and think it brings you value. There's a link in the show notes on the podcast where you can send a $5 or $10 monthly contribution to support the work that goes into this. The site is anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. You can also refer this show to two friends or leave a review of it on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. I currently have five stars on Apple Podcasts with a handful of great reviews, so I would love it if you could keep it up there. Thanks. Now, let's get back to the news. Yesterday, the coronavirus cabinet approved new restrictions that do not allow entry to Israel for all foreign citizens coming from the UK, Denmark, and South Africa in an attempt to prevent the spread of new mutations of the coronavirus that have been recorded in those countries. Health officials are specifically concerned about the new coronavirus strain that's been found in England, which British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said is up to 70% more transmissible. Even newer measures are ordering all Israelis returning from any country around the world to enter isolation in state-run quarantine hotels for 14 days unless they receive two negative results, which would allow them to leave after 10 days. About 130 passengers on two flights from London that landed at Ben Gurion Airport Sunday afternoon found out about the new restrictions upon landing and were sent to quarantine hotels. 30 of those passengers refused to go, and police were called to the airport to deal with the situation. Eventually, they boarded flights back to London. The new rules that have been extended to any person entering Israel, not just the UK, Denmark, and South Africa, will take effect Wednesday at 2 p.m. So again, If you are not coming from the UK, Denmark, or South Africa, you still have to enter a 14-day quarantine in a state-run hotel. So this is something you should be keeping an eye on if you are outside of Israel and planning to go back in. This is a very sad story. Esther Horgan, mother of six from the Tal Menashe settlement, has been found dead in a northern West Bank forest the morning after she went for a Sunday afternoon run and didn't return home. This was yesterday. Police say in a statement that there were signs of violence to her body and that the woman's death is considered to be a suspected murder. The head of the Samaria Regional Council, Yossi Dagan, says Horgan was killed by a large rock. The Shin Bet Security Service and the police are looking into the possibility that the killing was terror-related. Now, there are videos on the web that catch her running in a field in the West Bank near her home, and she was never spotted alive after that. Now, to lighten the mood a little bit, I'll leave you off with a couple of upbeat stories. This weekend, the Jewish community in Dubai, a city in the United Arab Emirates, hosted Israel's chief Sephardic rabbi, Yitzchak Yosef. Yosef met with Emirati officials, inaugurated a newly built Jewish school in Dubai, and took part in a ceremony along with the community's rabbi. Daniel Seal, a trustee of the Beit Tefillah Synagogue, says, We promise that Jews who come to visit or work in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and throughout the Emirates will have access to Jewish institutions and services. You can tell that this is a country that is truly a partner in peace. 
The winter solstice is upon us and that means something extraordinary this year. For the first time since 1623, the Grand Conjunction will be visible to the human eye. That's tonight. The Grand Conjunction is a rare feat where both Saturn and Jupiter line up with one another and appear to be one giant planet. Once the sun goes down, find a clear observation point and look southwest for the brightest item you can see in the sky. It'll look like a star, but it is the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. Make sure to take time out of your evening to witness this once-in-a-lifetime astronomical feat. It's once-in-a-lifetime unless you're planning on living for another 400 years, that is. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Monday, December 21st, 2020. Tel Aviv has a low of 12 degrees Celsius and a high of 21 degrees. That's 53 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 70 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Thank you, Candace Cohen, Jack Meltzner, Orion Fitlovich, and Javier Palavnik for your contributions to the research, writing, and ideation. I'll send you off today with a song called Al Hanisim by Kaylee Halpern. This song came my way through the Hounds of Love Facebook community. It's a group of musicians in Tel Aviv. The music video is very touching. The link is in the show notes so you can see it if you like. Have a great and productive day and an excellent week. Looking for a miracle to come and shine a light on the darkness and fear. Ignite a fire within and help me find what I've lost this past year. Darkness. Wave